0: Week 1 Matters. Week 2 Matters. Week 12 Matters. Week 17 Matters. This is Weekly Winners, an all-new best ball game on Underdog Fantasy. That is not a tournament. Instead, prizes are awarded to the top-scoring teams every single week. And before we get into the details and all of your galaxy brain strategies that we're certainly going to hit on, Hayden, this is your brainchild, the product of your uh, big, nerdy brain. So the floor is yours. Tell us what you want us to know
1: about Weekly Winners. First of all, it's massive, so a $3.5 million uh, to, to the entire season. That's, I mean, as big as some of our old best ball tournaments. But big differences here, and there's going to be a lot of strategy components. If you want there to be a lot of strategy components, basically, since there's no advancement, you can kind of take different kind of strategies. I think you can take on a little bit more risk because the top 3% of teams are winning each week. 20k to first every single week so like some of these kind of galaxy brain things where you can just like look at a week seven slate and build a team around that you can go for that you can kind of game stack uh and the rookies later on in the season as well so there's lots of strategy components in there but still 18 rounds as normal you're still competing against your 12 people Uh, you're drafting with 12 people but you're going and competing against everyone else and the big thing simple way to think about this It's best ball meets DFS. So if you're going to be playing a lot of DFS, you can do one draft right now. And all of a sudden you're gonna have 17 slates to kind of realize your best ball edge. So I think it's gonna be a great game for people that really want to galaxy brain this thing. But if also you just want to apply a lot of the same best ball principles, I still think that you can manage to get some good teams. It's on the front page right now.
0: You all can enter $15 entry. There's fast draft 30 seconds per pick or eight hours. We call them the slows as Hayden mentioned a 3.5 million dollar prize pool, 261,000 entrants. You can enter up to 150 times. Yes. Okay. So today's show, I think Hayden's going to be, be a bit more of uh, free flowing. We want to hear from everyone in the chat. If you're watching this afterwards, send us some tweets as well. Um, when new formats launch, and as Hayden said in his columns, which can be found in the description down below after this is over, I'm sure you can tweet them out and put them in the comment section as well. One of our goals, and people way above my pay grade at Underdog Fantasy, is to keep things from being stale, right? Yes. And so it's all to generate, and I would say evolve, on the game you absolutely love. Best ball, mm-hmm. God's game. Okay. Roster details payout details. Why don't we start with those? Cause I think a lot of people are interested since the first statement was $20,000 up to win every single week. Obviously Hayden with a $3.5 million prize pool. Uh, it's going to be a bit bigger than that. Here it is. First place, $20,000. Second place, $10,000, 9,000, 8,000. And that goes all the way from the first best team of the week, all the way down to the five or excuse me, the 7,315th team every single week. So just hit that top 7,000 and you almost get your entry back for the entire season.
1: So it's still best ball. You're still trying to play for a very high percentile, but you're only thinking about it in the weekly format. And that's a a very flat payout structure. Like that's basically as flat as you can possibly make it. So if you are going to be thinking about max entering this, I think it is actually a great tournament for that. One of the other kind of underlying things is the traditional best ball format, the way that we kind of set up with best ball mania, there's more or less only kind of four slates So you have your regular season, you have week 15, week 16, week 17. It's kind of hard. There's a lot of variants going on with those tournaments. Still love them. O- absolutely massive prizes. But this one, you can possibly realize your edge a little bit faster with this. And like you said, this is going to be amazing because there's going to be so many different strategy components. And we really want to avoid yes. being stale. We were already we ha- we've had the week 17 conversation for so many months in a row. It was starting to feel a little stale. Now we have a bunch of new things to talk about. There's going to be a lot of galaxy braining ideas. And then the other big part for this is just the sweat experience. Like right now, if you draft a bunch of these teams on week two, you can be sweating this out on week 10, you could be sweating this out and there's less chance for ruin. Like last year, perfect example, Cooper cup was absolutely balding for the first 10 weeks of the season. Then he has that ankle injury. Well, if you had Cooper cup and best ball mania or tr- any of these traditional formats, or even in your redraft league, Well, your team wasn't going to win when it actually came down to it. The Cooper Cup teams from last year would have had a decent chance to be making some money throughout the season. So it kind of lowers a little bit of the injury risk um, and you kind of play some of the strategy components. So to me, it's a sweat experience. It's something new to talk about and just a blend of a lot of cool ideas.
0: Let's reset. Okay. Once again, this is a weekly game. That means it is not a tournament. There is no advancing in the playoffs once we get there. Every single week. Is its own game. $20,000 yep. to first place every single week, then 15 so on and so forth as we go along. Should we get into some of the strategies?
1: Y- yes, but real quick, the other kind of fun wrinkle with this is if you are like used to sweating with DFS, usually that's like just Sunday for the NFL games. Like right. this, it's Thursday to Monday. So there's a longer sweat. So what's going to be fun is like Sunday night, you're going to be able to see who's in first place, and then they're going to have to try to hold uh, that sweat onto Monday as well so i think it's a good pairing with any of your best ball mania teams if you're doing puppies any of that type of stuff this is a good way where you can play for the big prizes late in the season you can have specific strategies and player exposures to to those type of formats and this can be a supplement to that and we're feeling 3.5 million dollars i think this thing's going to last quite a bit so you can kind of do a couple drafts every week and really start to get a flavor for this and really start hammering this home uh, next month. But I think it's going to be a good pairing when like week five comes around and you're, you're the player that you exposed to just broke his leg. Well, now you at least have a chance that you can make some money with those players. And also there's just more chances to win in like week six, week seven.
0: And when week one comes around, it's going to shock people. I remember when we were working at Roto World, one of those first weeks when it was the Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown stack Mm -hmm. that won everything. Or even before that, it was the Blake Bortles, Allen Robinson stack with the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) We might get some of that chaos that lends itself to this game. And that means all of you need to think about it for the next two months as well. As Hayden said, Thursday through Monday night, there's going to be a sweat. That means a weekly leaderboard. You've all been asking for it. It's going to be delivered thank you to the engineering team the product team the design team all the teams at underdog fantasy that just let hayden and i get to go up here and talk about it okay you've written a column on this already two in fact yes let's go through some of the strategies now i will say you start off pretty vanilla here but tell us why mm-hmm.
1: yeah so what i've noticed is my first strategies have a relatively normal draft whenever we've like launched these single entries we had a winner take all format some of these three max formats what i've noticed is people think that's like an excuse just to go absolutely crazy, reach on their guys, go crazy with roster construction. And what I've noticed is there's more values that fall because people are doing these other things where I think that in this format, a lot of people are going to really be going crazy here as we experiment to see what is the best strategy that I think if you just kind of take a lot of the basic principles that we're used to with best ball and just apply those, you'll still have a chance to compete in this new type of format. It's different. Is it completely different? Uh, I think that's what we're going to be arguing about. So I think for the most part, take what you've learned from best ball and apply this. And just we're going to be tweaking this thing as we go out uh, throughout this call.
0: Okay, well, let's get through the vanilla stuff. Number one, have a normal draft. Number two, seriously, just scoop up ADP value. Is there one sentence you want to say on this? Same thing as I just said.
1: All right, the fun part. The
0: fun stuff, because Diego's mentioned part of this, even intra-divisional stacks. Let's open this with just stacking divisions and it makes sense Hayden because if you do that we know all these teams are going to play each other twice this season in those 17 games
1: yeah so I think this is a very simple way to do this is if you drafted somebody on the Ravens think about pairing them up with the Browns later on you're going to be playing those uh, teams multiple times Uh, the only caveat is week 18 which is not included in weekly winners Uh, that's also a division game so I've linked the entire schedule in there If you really want to pick up every little penny of EV, you can kind of map out, see which teams are actually playing each other twice. But in reality, if you're just on the 32nd clock and you're trying to debate between two players, I think stacking divisions at least gives you one little slight edge. Right. Okay.
0: So stacking divisions is there. We've already seen this one when we teased this contest yesterday. Stacking bye weeks. The bye week bros, you know, you never want to. Uh, have too many players on the same team, the same bye week. But now, Hayden, when it's not a season long game and it's a weekly game, condensing your player pool, bye weeks is one way to do that.
1: Yeah. So, like the basic way to think about this is since there's no advancement, think about the things that would hurt your advancement. Um, and one of those things was bye weeks. If you have too many players on a bye week, you're not going to score many points for that week. And that's going to hurt your advancement in regular drafts. And this, it doesn't really matter. If your week five team is just really bad, it doesn't really matter. You have all these other weeks to kind of make that thing up. So I included the bye weeks in there. If you want to, you can definitely target teams with the same bye weeks I have another bi-week strategy later on. It's my actually favorite strategy with weekly winners right now. But if you want to stack up teams with the same bye week at least your team's going to be really having a slight edge for the r- entire rest of the schedule. Any of these bye weeks stick out to you in your early research? Um, week 7 and Week 13, that's a tease. We'll get to that
0: later. Oh, okay. Um, this is a good question from from Zach in the chat. Do we think ADP will be very different versus regular best ball? I will say, mm-hmm. in the app, this tournament will have, excuse me, this game, this contest, will have different ADP yes. than best ball mania four. So those will be two separate ones, and they won't be overlapping. If we're talking about all these different strategies, and we're only through three... Of 10, and there's two months for people to think about them. Personally, I do think you're going to maybe see certain players that have drastically changed ADPs, or as you're saying, certain correlations or connections, whether that be divisions or bye weeks. So, yes, Zach, I would say um, to the untrained eye, yes, ADPs will be very different.
1: I completely agree. My theory is that quarterbacks and wide receivers are going to get pulled up even more because everyone's going to think about stacking, 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 which is very obvious that we should be building for stacks. And I think that's going to bring up those positions. I can see the running backs, but uh, possibly even fall down the board a little bit. All
0: right. If you do want to go and play weekly winners again, it is in the lobby right now on desktop. Go and click the link in the description down below. We'll match your first deposit up to $100. And I believe you might, if you don't see it on mobile, update the app, and it should be in the feed at the moment. Okay. Where are we at? Number
1: five. Well, real quick, if you uh, are looking at your phone, go update the app, and then it'll yep. be in, in the lobby. Yep. Just at that. Number okay. five.
0: Pick Sorry. one NFL week two game stack. Talk to us about this one.
1: Yeah, so this is, I think, the basic strategy that I'm going to be deploying. What I did here is I included the entire NFL schedule in here. So I'm going to have this column up And when I'm drafting. I'm just going to kind of pick up a random week, uh, week 12. I'll just draft a team based off of week 12. I'll draft a team based off of week four. And I can kind of look at some of the bring back correlations for this. And if everyone else is kind of playing this too evenly and they're kind of spreading themselves out too thin – I think if you are saying, guess what? When week 10 rolls around, this team's going to have an advantage over everyone else. I want to be leaning into certain types of weeks. So it's not just the matchups as we'll get to later. It's player archetypes are going to get into this. But like, for example, just I think a lot of people are probably going to be stacking for week one, probably too much. So I think I'll probably pick the week 10 slate. And then for that draft, what I'll do is I'll draft teams that are playing each other in week 10, that have good matchups that are in domes, whatever you want to pick your narrative. And then what you do after that, remember you can rename your draft after yeah. it's completed, just say week 10. And that what, what's going to be fun is once week 10 rolls around, you can scroll down. You can see the five teams that you drafted that are built for week 10. And you can see uh, and sweat those teams in particular.
0: This might be all anecdotal and sorry if it is, but week one features so much chaos and we tend to not overreact to it, but heavily react to it, that week two is the one that almost goes back to some of our priors or our projections. Um, I might want to check out week two as a game to stack sure. or as a week to stack if if everyone's focusing in on week one, because at least to me, that's a bit more of where our what we anticipate lines up rather than a chaotic week one.
1: Yeah, I just think a lot of people are going to be game stacking for week one because it's easiest to do and that I would rather kind of delay my sweat. Week six, stack player or excuse me, strategy six stack
0: player archetypes.
1: Yeah, so I think this one is something that's going to take a little bit of massaging uh, to kind of figure out. But stack player archetype means. You want to either draft all the olds together for players that are going to project well early in the season. And then you want to draft players in other drafts like rookies, the injured players, the suspended players, basically anyone that you think is going to peak later on the season. You basically want to draft your team with the month of the schedule in mind that these players are all going to be very good at the same exact time. So if you want to draft players like Adam Thielen, who might eventually get replaced by Jonathan Mingo. Early on and just only draft those players don't draft Jamison Williams on that team uh, because he's uh, suspended don't draft many rookies, but build your team kind of like pick a month of the schedule and then think about the players that are going to be projecting best for that type of uh, build so another classic example that I wrote about here is like draft Jordan Addison he's a rookie for the for the Vikings later on the season I think that he has a chance to project really well as he gets more familiar with the offense, attach him with some like zero running back candidates. By Mm. the time later in the season, when like the rookies are starting to pop off, there's also injuries to running backs. Some of these zero RB guys, like all throughout Jerome Ford, maybe Nick Chubb at halfway through the season is dealing with some injuries. All of a sudden the rookies and the zero RB guys, they're all lining up at the same exact time. You could go on a stretch later on where you have some really strong teams. So I just think about how you're building your teams and when all these players are going to peak right at the exact same time.
0: Tell me if this is along those same lines. Brees Hall, who seems to be at least on schedule, if not way ahead of it, but maybe they might lessen his workload a little bit in the first couple of weeks. Pair yep. him with someone like Samaj P. Ryan, who is almost in the exact opposite situation yet on a different team because his weeks are going, oh, but I guess that's more simply the opposite. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Love it.
1: So, yeah, that's like the classic example. In Best Ball Mania 4, because you have to advance, you need decent weeks throughout the year. And this, you could say, I'm going to have some weeks where my team is total trash. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter when week 15 rolls around and you built that team for the late push and all of a sudden you're only drafting this. So you can like really lean into like what the week 17 bros have been saying about getting the rookies later on. I'm not afraid to draft some suspended players. I don't care if Brees Hall misses the first three weeks. I think you can get, really dive into that strategy and just find when they're going so to- So all rookies- <laughs> All, if, if you want to, somebody will be posting a screenshot and it's going an to be all-rookie all team. team. And I think that's why not.
0: Yeah, love that. Absolutely love that. Um, and I love this question as well for Matt. Predictions for how long this will take to fill in a non-underdog state until next Thursday. It's 261,000 entrants. That's the size it of basketball be I believe, the <laughs> yeah. original. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be good, I think,
1: Matt. If it filled by Thursday, things were going extremely We're going on vacation. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It will will be around for a long time. All right. Number seven, what is it? Study Spike Weeks. This is a tournament for better and best ball guys, right? Because, like, the consistency matters a little bit more in best ball. Will Fuller, welcome back. Yes. (laughs) If you want to trap Will Fuller, by all means, this tournament was made for Marquez Valdez, Scantling, those type of guys, better and best ball players. Quinton Johnson. Hello. Quentin Johnson makes a lot of sense. So I just think studying spike weeks, and I wrote a column called Where Do Fantasy Football Spike Weeks Come From? It looks at the last couple of years, who's actually spiking, uh, how much points they're actually uh, getting over replacement. Go read that column, but you can kind of just get a good flavor of like players that either have a downfield role uh, players that are, aren't are going to be in the slot with an eight out of like five yards downfield, only the pass-catching type of running backs. Miss me with all those guys. Give me the goal line backs. Give me the contingent running backs. Give me the touchdown scores. Give me the deep threats. Um, but make sure to go look at that uh, that column. One last little note with it is the elite quarterbacks are separating more than ever. And I think that trend is going to continue. Um, I was listening to um, the Athletic Football Show and they had Ben Solak on and they were just talking about lessons learned from 2022 and their biggest takeaway was quarterback scrambling, how important it is. It's the play with the most EPA added on average. Um, and it's happening more often. So we, we've already talked about the goal line, the Jalen hurts. Right. I think there's gonna be a copycat effect. There's also just the quarterback scrambling every single time a quarterback runs, a wide receivers, not catching the pass, a tight ends, not catching the pass a running backs, not getting the ball, but the quarterback is actually getting more value because they actually get more fantasy points when they run. So I think the elite quarterback scoring is only going to widen or stay right. as wide as it was recently. So I'm going to be definitely drafting a lot of the elite quarterbacks in this tournament. Uh,
0: great question. That kind of goes into your next point here from Rohin. Do we like stacking running back quarterback or does that cap a weekly ceiling? I know there's so much talk of this and how a quarterback and wide receiver quarterback tight end stacking mm-hmm. is, uh, much more correlated than, you know, right. running back quarterback. However, if you're looking at it and I just think this is different for every single team based on for their sure. offense. Like if I am looking at October 1st, Uh, the Rams against the Indianapolis Colts. And if I can get Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor on the same team against a Rams defense that we expect Mm. to absolutely suck with just Aaron Donald stopping the run, we could see a running back and quarterback combined for three or four Uh, rushing touchdowns by themselves. So I wouldn't do every single quarterback and running back pairing, but if inside of the five yard line, 10 yard line, the Eagles from last season, the perfect example, I wish we had miles Sanders back in that environment. So we know who taking, who is taking those opportunities, but that is the type of running back and quarterback pairing that I absolutely love in this.
1: Yes. I think, To answer this question, running back quarterback pairing matters. It's still a a good thing to do. It matters a little bit less than it would in best ball mania for. But I think just the simple answer is I would be going out of my way to draft running backs and quarterbacks together. You just want the team to be very good.
0: This is the Gabe Davis game.
1: This is a better in best ball (laughs) Gabe Davis game. I will be drafting so much Josh Allen, Gabe Davis in this. All right. Number eight. Is that what we're on? Number eight. And this could be a perfect example. It's stack one elite team, then add depth everywhere else. So for example, let's take the bills. I drafted Josh Allen. I'm going to draft Steph Diggs. I'm going to draft Gabe Davis. Well, I'm pretty good with my wide receivers and my quarterbacks on that team. I'm going to draft a bunch of running backs. I'm going to draft a bunch of tight ends. Uh, the thing I'm kind of debating is if I have an elite quarterback, how many other quarterbacks do I want to draft? Traditionally in basketball formats, you always want two or three quarterbacks i think some people are going to only draft one quarterback if they have an elite one if they only have one uh, elite tight end will they draft the second tight end i'm not sure about that i think i'm still on team two quarterbacks and two tight ends no matter what but i do think that some people are going to be drafting just one and building for it but i think the traditional roster construction that we're used to i think you can tweak it a little bit widen some of the buckets
0: the full galaxy brain theory that we have talked about already once is only rookies, basically, or like right. 75% rookies. This is one that I'm highly intrigued by. Going back to our first year at Underdog, Best Ball Mania 2, when we had no regular season prize, the team that won the regular season that year reached on Tampa Bay Buccaneers throughout. Like, mm-hmm. even if they missed on you, Chris Godwin early on, they took Tom Brady two rounds early. Rob Gronkowski about six rounds early. Leonard Fournette about three rounds early. And that was at a time when the Bucks had some questions about them, you know? Like, no one was quite sure exactly what they turned out to be. It turned out that that was super sharp. They went 13-4. and four. I believe that season, a point differential of 158, which was second in the entire NFL. So if you're able to find a team that you think is going to score a lot of points, not necessarily win loss record, score a lot of points, and yet it's undervalued, I'm not talking about the Miami Dolphins here, but maybe like the Detroit Lions, where the earliest one of their picks is Amon Ross St. Brown, then Jameer Gibbs, you, know, you can get Dave Montgomery pretty late, Jared Goff pretty late as well. I mean, I think you can overstack in this much more than you can in a different environment. And I'm really excited to see whatever screenshots people put out there of five, six, heck, even seven players from the same team if they are fully on board with that offense.
1: I think the Browns would be a great example of this. Draft Nick Chubb, and then you draft Elijah Moore a little early. You draft David Njoku a little bit early. I wouldn't reach too much, but because I think that there will be times where you can just draft the Browns at ADP, and that's always a good thing. But I do think... That, that fifth, sixth player from the same team that I'm prob- probably pretty skeptical of doing in Best Ball Mania 4, I think this would be a format to actually do that. So I'm with you.
0: I understand the point of, well, someone else might have gotten, you know, three of those players at ADP. But to me, this is like one of those games that you can shove all your chips in the middle of the table. And like you have 150 entries to do it in this. And That type of strategy, I think, is more willing to pay off in this versus, Mm -hmm. you know, a playoff format in Best Ball Mania 4, you know, when you're just going for one single week. So I hope people try that. And if you do, send
1: it in my direction because I would love to see it. I can guarantee you teams will be reaching more in this format than, you know, Liam and the Buffalo Bills, maybe just perhaps. We'll see. Just
0: perhaps. All right. Number nine. What is it?
1: Pay attention to the trends. The trends. We're talking about all this strategy but we're kind of guessing what people are going to do after about a couple of weeks of looking at this, you'll kind of see what the strategies are actually kind of taking place. So one example would be uh, the elite tight ends with the elite tight ends. Are teams drafting a second and third tight end, or are they just sticking with one? If they're only sticking with one, which I think is definitely a possibility and actually might be a smart move. Well, that means that the tight end two and tight end three bucket aren't getting drafted very often at all so i think that the late round tight ends would become even more appealing because like let's say someone like gerald everett who's drafted 100 of the time in best Football mania 4 well if all the elite team elite tight end teams aren't drafting the second tight end well maybe gerald everett or somebody like that isn't getting drafted nearly as much so i'm very curious to see what's going to happen with the quarterback threes and the tight end threes because if they're all of a sudden not going to be drafted at all i think i'm going to go out and do some drafts where I'm actually going to lean into the late round strategies at both of the onesie positions. So that's just one example of it. The other example is going back to the running backs. Um, I think because it's a game around stacking that the quarterbacks and the tight ends are gonna get dragged up, like, like what we've seen already. I think it could be happen even more. That means that the running back values could be even greater in this format. So if teams are really stacking all the wide receivers and quarterbacks together, I think I'm gonna be drafting a bunch of the good running backs just because. I think they'll project very well.
0: All right, before we get to your number 10, uh, and it kind of coincides with what you just said, um, would one strategy just be take Travis Kelsey? Because Travis Kelsey arguably puts you in the running for the top team every single week. You know, like in order to be the top scoring team or let's say top 10 in this, you're going to have to nail the right tight end probably that week. Um, But Travis Kelsey puts you in the conversation every single time because of the weak consistency. He brings not just as a top 10 scoring tight end, but top five scoring tight end. And sometimes the top scoring tight end. So I bet we see some teams take Travis Kelsey as like the one Oh one, the one Oh two, the one Oh three and not wait until he's at like that one Oh six spot.
1: I, I, kind of answered that and where do fans football spike weeks come from travis kelsey does separate but when justin jefferson and jamar chase have their spike week games they are spiking yeah travis kelsey when he has his spike week games he's definitely spiking obviously but he still is not getting the 200 yard games um and he's a little bit older so i'm curious a little bit older hayden we just did shows on that topic this week we just go 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 watch those shows (laughs)
0: All right. Your number 10 uh, kind of goes back to what we talked about with bye weeks. You're focusing in on certain ones. Uh, Which ones have been your favorite so far?
1: So just looking at it, the two weeks with the most teams on bye are week seven and week 13. So if you just pull up the week seven schedule and the week 13 schedule and only draft players and good matchups in those weeks, well, at least you're competing against teams that have a lot of players on by it's like 20% of the NFL is on by in these two weeks. So for example, in week seven, the, these are the, the games I would be in particular building around lions. The lions play the Ravens, the chargers play the chiefs dolphins versus Eagles, 49ers versus Vikings, just stack those four games right there. Mm. And all the teams, like Though there's a lot of correlation with those right there, but also six other teams are on by like, there's going to be a lot of teams that are not even going to be able to fill um, an entire roster, and you're going to have a super-powered team. So Week 7, uh, I've already drafted, Like when James Williams comes off of suspension. Uh, there's a lot of little wrinkles right in here to look at, but I'm stacking Week 7 and Week 13. And guess what? If you stacked up the Dolphins and Eagles, that doesn't mean that you're only eligible to win Week 7. The Dolphins and the Eagles can both just have a spike week later on together in Week 14 just by by chance. So uh, it's kind of tying in the stacking, but also tying in the bye weeks. Um, and I think a lot of people are gonna be stacking bi week teams together, like all the white week, five teams together, but I'm kind of taking the inverse of it. Just give me when all the teams are on buys, who's actually available. Um, and I'm just gonna correlate those games.
0: Before we get into the bonus, whatever it is, um, you're in the chat. I'm seeing these great questions. I'm making note of all of them. So Hayden, I can shoot from the hip a little bit with answering potential strategy questions on them as well. Okay. Anything else you want to say about this comment you wrote?
1: Yeah, the last little one is just widening the roster construction bucket. So for the most part, we've drafted two to three quarterbacks, two or three tight ends, sometimes four tight ends in normal best ball. Um, I think in this format, this would be a format to only draft three running backs on occasion. If you've drafted three robust running backs early on, because that would hurt your advancement in normal best ball. But if those three running backs actually hit, um, you just want to take those scores. And you can draft like up to 12 wide receivers uh, by chance and 12 wide receivers in normal best ball would hurt your advancement. But if you think about I'm building a team as if I'm right, really lean into that in this type of format, because it is based off of one week.
0: All right. Chad is having a field day. I love it. Let's go first with Diego. What about weather? Browns get some ridiculous weather games in November. Green Bay might be part of this. Chicago might be part of this. Any thoughts on weather this early out in uh late June
1: yeah, so I think this would play into when you're building your teams. Like, if you think that the Browns are worse later on the season, in particular, then maybe draft your Browns with some of the old players that project better in week one, week two, like Adam Thielen. Or some of plus. their
0: matchups in early Match, season, yeah.
1: Or just whip up the week 15 schedule and just draft the Browns in the week 15 when they're playing at home. I, I don't, I didn't check that, but just, just for example, just draft the Browns or build a team around the Browns when they're at home or all on right. the road.
0: Mad Sox. This may make the draft similar to quarterback, thirsty, super flex, purple drafts, everyone reaching for the elite quarterbacks. Something that you've talked about for years. Mm-hmm. What will be the strat? If you miss out on the elite quarterbacks, Hayden, could this be a chance rather than just stopping at three quarterbacks? Could you go all the way up to five quarterbacks, six quarterbacks?
1: Yeah. So I, in my first draft, I did this ex- exact thing happened. I was trying to build around some stacks and I kept getting sniped on the elite quarterbacks. And what I did is I got into the, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, C.J. Stroud, Mac Jones tier, and I drafted four of them, I believe. And that's there? going back That's going back to our uh, the discussion about, well, if everyone's doing this and nobody's drafting this tier quarterbacks, well, all of a sudden now, uh, someone like C.J. Stroud, instead of being drafted 50% of the time, is only going to be drafted 5% of the time. There's even leverage beyond that. So I would just kind of pay attention to what the markets are doing. That's what I was talking about with the trend uh, part of the column.
0: From Joe Tedesco, any plans for many versions of this? Similar to what the Chihuahua, et cetera, is to best ball mania. Could there be a $4 entry for a smaller price pool?
1: Yeah, so um, I don't know any of the exact plans, but we build out this style contest in hopes that it's popular enough to warrant all this type of stuff. So we'll see.
0: Love that. Love that. Um, what else is there? Uh, there was something about the elite quarterbacks. Oh, here it is. From Dan. What is the line of demarcation for elite quarterbacks? Should you just take one Lamar at quarterback four, or would you put burrow in that group? Like we hear about onesie positions in this. Should they truly just be onesies? Like you just take one quarterback and one tight end. If they're truly elite,
1: I think I'm still going to be drafting two quarterbacks and two tight ends, no matter what, but I do think that there will be some sharp people that will tell you to only draft one. We, this is the wild, wild west. This is what makes this fun. If you can figure that out. uh, But for this, I, I I would argue that the elite quarterbacks go down all the way to like Deshaun Watson, I think has a chance to be an elite quarterback. They're going to be playing faster. We've seen big seasons from him. The offensive line good. I like the coaching staff. I like his playmakers. Um, so really it's, it's, yes it's about how elite the quarterbacks are but it's also like we're just throwing out the advancement part of this and like in the three games that deshaun watson is elite for those three games he can be really bad the other ones you want to build the best team around deshaun watson so i still think i'm going to be drafting some like deshaun watson with aaron Rodgers teams um but i'm still debating about if i'm only going to draft patrick mahomes and nobody else kyle
0: are there 18 roster spots as normal one quarterback drafts yes Roster size, roster type, starting lineup is all the same as Best Ball Mania 4. This mm-hmm. is just a different way and prize structure for it to pay out. It is no longer a tournament. It is a weekly contest. One through week 17, every single week matters.
1: So get your flashcards ready for all the matchups
0: and opponents every single week.
1: Do you think somebody out there is going to memorize the entire schedule? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Impossible. But
0: that's what cell phones
1: are for. Anything else you want to say, Hayden? Yeah, just big picture for underdog, trying to innovate, trying to keep everything from going stale. That's what this format does in particular. There's lots to talk about. We're just reaching the surface on some of the stuff. Very curious to see how everyone's going to be drafting these things. And then also a big part of this is just the sweat experience. Like being able every single game of the NFL season have something to be able to sweat via best ball is a massive win for us. The weekly leaderboards, I've seen the mockups of them. They look very cool. It's gonna be a big game for that. So, I would use this definitely as a supplement to uh, your other best ball tournaments that you're doing. But this is a brand new format. Think about it slightly different. When in doubt, use the best ball principles that you're already talking about. But the stale, avoiding staleness and adding to the sweat experience, I think it's a pretty big win for Underdog.
0: If you don't see weekly winners in your app right now, just go to the App Store, update it, should be right there. If you all are finding weekly winners or Underdog Fantasy for the first time, the link in the description down below takes you there. It'll also match your first deposit up to $100. Again, shout out to the engineering team, product team, I don't know, design team, marketing team, and you, Hayden, your brain, for coming up with this. It's like a year in the making, basically.
1: You guys better like this one, <laughs> or, or, or I am canceled. So go draft.
0: <laughs> a year in the making. All right. Thank you, everyone. Uh, can't wait for you to play. Send me at Josh Norris or at Hayden Winks um, your draft boards early on, because I want to see some really, really cool gal brain stuff. Um, yeah. My favorite thing, truly, because I just can't get that awesome Best Ball Mania 2 team out of my head that dominated the regular season of just reaching all Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Maybe that right. was like a needle in a haystack and like one in a million shot in the dark, but it worked so perfectly that if you nail that team this year that is just severely underpriced, not necessarily of the top names, but of multiple as you go down. Um, getting that sets you apart.
1: Yep. Stack, 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 stack.
0: All right. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you chat. Check out the rest of the content on the channel. Up the Vela. We'll talk to you all soon. See ya.